Father God, we just thank you for what you have for us, for the plan of God that you have for this service, for the people here. It shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. If you believe that, say amen. 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 Praise God. I want to start with um, the word that the Lord uh, ministered to me. And um, it was December 5th, 2020, and it was for this year, 2021. Declare deliverance this year, deliverance from every evil work. Thank God for the deliverance, the year of great deliverance. So declare your freedom this year. From what, for what you declare your freedom from with your mouth will deliver you. The more you declare it, the more freedom you will have. So open your mouth wide to declare freedom from sorrow, from sickness, from debt, from opposition, from wrong thinking and wrong talking, bad habits, from anything that has held you captive. Declare your freedom and deliverance. For he has brought you out, so just agree with his word daily. Daily. For you, your family, your church, your city, and this nation. Great deliverance. For I've heard the cry of my people, and when they take their authority, heaven is alerted and does the work. Just as I heard the cry of my people in slavery, I hear the cries of my people. It looks like it's impossible. After 400 years, this is referencing the Israelites, it has been long and arduous. But this year, your mouth will deliver you if you'll keep my word of deliverance a continual flow. Amen. Amen. Praise and worship, and then ended with, is the key to deliverance. Amen. Um, but opening your mouth, declaring your freedom this year, you know, and then Pastor Nancy gave us the word say and see. Whatever you're believing God for, say it and you'll see it. But one thing that stuck out to me as I was um, reviewing this, you know, anytime I get a word from the Lord, I don't just leave it. Oh, that was a good word, Lord. Thank you. And just leave it. I write it down. I'll go back and review it. It could have been years ago, and I'll still go back and review it. I will review it and put it in my mouth until I see it in my life. Amen. Did you hear me? I will review it, put it in front of my eyes, in my mouth, until I see it in my life. When God gives you a word, it's for you to take that word, put it in your mouth, and believe it, and declare it over your life. Amen. Some of you, maybe God's given you a word for your children, for your business, for your finances, whatever word he has given you. If you don't say it, if you don't put it in your mouth daily, then you're not going to see the results of that word. You could have the best word. Man, man, I got the best word in the world. So-and-so gave me this word or I read in the Bible and boy, that just popped out to me. But if you're not putting that word in front of your eyes and in your mouth daily then you will not see the full fruit of that word. I would even dare to see if you're not reviewing that word and taking it for yourself, you won't see the manifestation of it. Because just because you get a word doesn't mean it's going to come to pass. You have to fight for the word that God gave you. And it's a fight of faith. And I'm not saying that you're fighting to try to get it to happen. It's already been declared. God has declared the word over you. But it's up to us as believers to put that word in our mouth. To activate our faith for that to come to pass. Because you all have faith on the inside of you. We all have a measure of faith on the inside of us. When you become born again, 
boom. It's like, boom, a measure of faith. Right. Faith was dropped in your heart. You became a child of God and you became a child of faith. Right. Did you hear me? Amen. When you became a child of God, you became a child of faith. But that faith, it's on the inside of you. And it's up to you and I to get that faith activated for what we need to come to our, into our lives. Because it's not going to just happen. Because you got a word or there's a scripture that says it. Because you have an enemy. And whether you know it or not, there is a spiritual realm operating all the time. I said there's a spiritual realm. There's angels in this place right now. You have an angel with you right Uh now. When you were born into this earth, there was an angel assigned to your life. Every child that's born into this earth, there's an angel assigned. There's a spirit realm. And it works. Whether you see it or not, whether you believe it or not, it's working. It's working. There's good there's evil That's right. in the spirit realm. Stay on the good side. Yeah. Stay in the good side. Yeah. Right. Amen. And so um, things are activated in the spirit realm when, for us when we use our words. That's why, you know, Pastor Marcus tells the story of when he saw the two angels and they were twiddling their thumbs. Well, what were they doing? Why am I sitting here? So your angels won't go to work until you put them to work. You say, angels, go forth. Go get that for me. Go bring that to me. Bring the finances to me, right? Now, you can send your angels to go get something, but the enemy will bind things. The devil will bind things up. He will keep things from coming into your life. You can't see what he's doing. But let's say you don't have the finances you need. Let's say you're struggling financially. What's happening? The enemy could be holding up your finances. Unless you have millions and millions of dollars and you're not just a good steward. Right? But most of us, uh, or most people that are struggling financially, um, they have to be a good steward. That's very important. Be a tither. Be a good steward of your money. Right? Don't be putting everything on credit card. But you're believing God for things to come to pass, and the enemy can hold those things up. Yeah. And you have to tell the enemy to loose it and let it go. Because if I tell my angels to go get something, but the enemy hasn't loosed it, then they're looking for it, but the devil hasn't bound up. So it's important. So this morning, we're going to talk about taking our authority. Because there is a spirit world that is always operating. You know, I mentioned this on Wednesday night. um, The things that are happening in this world... The wrong things, the things that are being taught in our public schools that are just so contrary to the word of God. Um, these are evil things that are taking place. And these things are, are not due to man. Let me, if I can word this the right way. It's not due to man. They're due to the enemy, the devil, evil spirits that are influencing man. Yeah. Understand that. It's not man we are in a fight against. You should never be in a fight against man. If you're fighting man, you're fighting the wrong thing. And the devil's got you like, this is great, they're fighting man. No, we're always at war with the devil. Now, we've already won the war, but we have to keep our faith going with our words. Right? You're keeping your faith going with your words. Amen? So let's open up our Bibles this morning to 2 Corinthians 4. 
Praise the Lord. We're going to use our mouth and take our authority. Now, I wanted to bring this to your attention this morning. This came up in my spirit as I was getting ready. God is in control. How many of you have heard that saying before? God is in control. Right? God is in control. Well, God is in control. There is no scripture to back that up. That is a religious saying. And people attribute that to why bad things happen in this world or in life. It's because God is in control. Well, you know, God is in control. And then you have people who, you know, they don't want to serve God because they think if God is in control and this world's so bad, I'm, I'm not going to serve that kind of God. People do think that way. And that's why they're not in church. Because if, God, if God's in control, he sure has a big mess on his hands. Right? 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Are you there? Yes. Praise the Lord. Let's start at verse 3. Read my glasses here. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Right? We have a gospel. It's the good news. It's Jesus. It's the Bible. Um, and it's lost to those that it's hid from those that are lost, from those that aren't born again. Verse 4, in whom the God of this world, notice that word God, is it uppercase or lowercase? Lowercase. Lowercase. The God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lowercase g. So if you ever hear someone say God is in control, it's not Jesus, the Lord God, Father God that's in control of this world. This verse is saying The devil, lowercase g, he is the God of this world, and he has blinded the minds of those. That's why when you're believing God for someone to be born again, for them to come to Jesus, there's a fight for their soul. The enemy wants their soul, and he will blind their minds. Isn't that what the scripture says? Should we read it again? And whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Is that talking about Jesus blinding their minds? No, it's the God of this world, the enemy, the devil, amen, has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So we see that the devil, the God of this world, he's blinding the minds of those who are not born again so that they will not know about the glorious gospel, so that they will not walk in, dar- in light, that they will continue to walk in darkness. Yeah. So when people say God is in control, he is not in control. God is not controlling your human will. Neither will he ever. Just like I can't control the will of my children. God does not control your will. We are not robots. He gave us a free will. Praise the Lord. He gave us a free will. And it's up to us to connect our hearts with him and to love him with all of our hearts, right? God doesn't make us serve him. If he did, this whole world would be serving the Lord. Amen? Praise God. And so when Adam and Eve um, sinned in the Garden of Eden, they gave up man's authority on earth because they had dominion over everything if you go back and read in genesis adam and eve had dominion over everything on this earth but when they sinned 
and the serpent came in, the devil came in, they gave up their authority. And the devil came in and took authority over this earth. I can give you another example. When, um, when Satan tempted Jesus, and he said to Jesus, um, if you bow down before me, I'll give you all this. How could Satan say that? This, is, this was the temptation. It was a temptation to Jesus. How could Satan say that to Jesus? If you bow before me, I could give you all of this. It's because the world is his. The world is the devil's. Now God created it, but he's got authority. And he operates. He roams this earth. I said he roams this earth. But thank God, God, when Jesus came, and died on the cross. On. Do you know where Jesus went when he died? Yeah. He wasn't in that tomb. No, he wasn't. Where did he go? No. Where did he go? No. Do you know? Do you know most Christians don't know that when Jesus died, he went to hell. He went to hell. He went to hell for you. Yeah. Did you know that Jesus went to hell? This is why we can ask Jesus to come into our heart. And be delivered from hell. He went to hell. Oh, right. When Jesus died, he wasn't in the tomb. That's right. That's right. He went to hell. And the Bible says he spoiled principalities. Yeah. In other words, he defeated the devil. He went to the devil's territory and defeated him. And the Bible says made a show of him openly. In other words, he paraded him around. Loser. Defeated one. He's a loser. He lost and I won. On, so when Jesus rose from the dead, yeah. he defeated the devil. Yeah. He's already been defeated. Right. Praise, God. Praise God. So you got to know that now when Jesus, he rose from the dead, he Come comes back to life. Hey. You're a victor. Yep. You're victorious because the devil was defeated in hell. Right. Don't you love that? Don't you love that Jesus went to the devil's territory? Let me just come on down there. Let me just show you who's in charge. That's why when we talk about the blood of Jesus, when we talk about the power of the blood of Jesus, his blood was shed. My gosh, that's why we say there's power in the blood. Nothing can withstand the blood of Jesus. No demon in hell. No anything. I want to talk about some things, but I won't. Praise God. So, when Jesus came back, he comes to his disciples and he says, I'm going to give you the authority. Should we look at it in the Bible? Let's look at it in the Bible. Because you need to know that you have authority. Is God in control? No. Look at Luke chapter 10. He has given you the authority. Whose authority is he giving you? His. His authority. His power to defeat the devil. To defeat anything in your life that would try and tell you otherwise. Luke chapter 10 verse 19 says, Behold. Here's Jesus. You know what behold means? Look. Look. Disciples, are you a disciple? Yes. Look, 
Church, look, River Church, I give you the authority. Jesus said, what I have, the authority that I have that I took from the enemy, I'm giving it to you. To do what? To trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Over what? A little bit of the power? No, over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, say nothing, no thing shall by any means hurt you. So Jesus said, I'm giving you the authority. So when people say, well, you know, God's in control. No, I'm taking my dominion. God has given me the authority on this earth. God does not have authority on this earth. Or we'd be living a great, wonderful, you know, it would be heaven. Let's put it that way. It'd be heaven on earth. Praise God. Now, if you're born again, you can step into that heaven on earth, here on earth, and walk in all that God has for you. Right? But that's why people, they're dying, they're sick, they're poor. You know, Jesus said, uh, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. What's the gospel? The good news to the poor. Right? To, to heal the brokenhearted. To set the captives free. There's good news. It's Jesus. And what he had on his life as he walked this earth and the dominion that we, he has given us the dominion. He's given us the authority over what? Over all the power of the enemy. That includes sickness, disease, bad diagnosis, bad, bad diagnosis. How do you say that? Bad, a bad diagnosis. Lack, poverty, Come on. relationships, not where they should be, oppression, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, anything, uh, leukemia, cancer. God's given us power over all, over all. We have authority over all the power of the enemy. That's all from the pit of hell, and it doesn't belong in the life of a believer. So when it comes, you're going to have to stand up and take your authority. Or the devil will trample you instead of you trampling him. I love the story of Smith Wigglesworth. <clears throat> he, um, he was at a bus stop and he saw a little lady. And her pet dog followed her out of her house. And the little dog ran all around her feet. And she said to the dog, my dear, my dear, I cannot have you with me today. And the dog wagged his tail, you know, made a big fuss. And she said, go home, my dear. You need to go home. But the dog wouldn't go. And finally, the, the, um, the bus started coming. And so she shouted, go home. And off it went. And I love what Smith Wigglesworth says. He says, some people deal with the devil like that little dog. The devil can stand all the comfort you like to give him. Go on, devil. Go on. You get out of my house. Go on, sickness. You go. Go on, lack. You get out. You can't stay here. Right? But I'm going to tell you something. You're not dealing, when you're praying for, for disease, you're not dealing with that person. You're not dealing with that person. You're dealing with the devil. Because sickness and disease is straight from the pit of hell. It is not God's will for any of us to ever um, go on to heaven that way. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. It's not his perfect will. It's not. It's not the will of God. He doesn't need more angels in heaven. Because when you go to heaven, you're not going to be an angel. That's so right. there's another religious thing people say. Right? Praise God. But we have the authority to deal with the devil. And if you're just like, oh, yeah, go on. Get on out. No, you've got to stand up. You've got to get a little feisty and take your authority. When the devil comes, devil, you get out of my house. When strife comes, strife, you go in Jesus' name. When lack tries to enter and the devil tells you you're not going to have enough, you're not going to make it, you're not going to be able to pay that bill. No, I will be able to pay that bill. My God meets all my needs. And you answer. And devil, you better take your stinking thinking and go. You've got to tell the devil to go. To get out and to really, you know, mean it. Yeah. Like, oh, go on, devil. Well, you know, I prayed, dear Jesus. Here's, here's another. Here is another religious thinking. Dear Jesus, please take this away from me. That is not in the Bible. The Bible does not say to pray to Jesus and ask him to take things away from you. You find me a scripture for that. It does not say that. The Bible says, I've given you the authority. Even when Jesus was on earth and prayed over the people, he always said to them, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Your faith. They had to take some steps to go, get past their comfort zone, to get out there to get what belonged to them. Amen. So God has given us the keys to the kingdom. Amen. Let's look at Matthew chapter 16. Verse 19. Because, you know, how long are you going to put up with that? How long are you going to put up with depression? How long are you going to put up with being sad? How long are you going to put up with being poor? How long? I ask you this because the Lord's asked me that many times. Melina, how long are you going to put up with that? I want you to I don't know, Lord. How long? How long are you going to put up with it? And you're like, I, I guess I need to say something. I need to take my authority. Right? We've all been there. Like, man, I need to step it up. I need to step it up and take my authority and say, devil, get out in Jesus' name. You better take your hands off my kids. You better take your hands off my family. This family will serve God. We will follow the plan of God for our lives. How dare you, devil, try and come in here, touch my finances, touch my touch our church how dare you how dare you know when i look at all of you and uh, many of you i see these are i tell pastor marcus i said there are kids when uh, something happens to you and we find out i'm like devil you better take your hands off my kids that's how i talk about all of you when i find out something i go don't you touch my kids don't you touch them they're my spiritual children you better take your hands off of them i take my authority and guess what my authority it works it works, and your authority, it'll work if you'll work it. But you got to take it, or it'll never happen. Praise God. Matthew 16, 19 says, and this is Jesus talking, right? Praise God. Let me get there in my Bible here. I have it written down, but. 16, 19. And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I want to read this out of the Amplified. If you have it, you can look on your device or you can just listen if you don't have it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind 
declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, declare lawful on earth, must be what is already loosed in heaven. Amen? So you can bind things that are improper and unlawful in your life. If you don't know the word of God, then you're not going to know what is unlawful. You know, sickness, it's unlawful in my life. It has no place. Symptoms, headaches, I'm telling you from the tiniest little... Um, what do you call that? Hangnail. hangnail. Thank you, Brenda. <laughs> For the tiniest little hangnail to a migraine headache. I don't care what it is. It's unlawful in my body. Yeah. It cannot stay in my body. I'm taking my authority. I bind you, devil, yeah. from touching my body yeah. and my kids. Yeah. Realize, most people don't know these things are from the devil. Right. Headaches? Allergies? I'm talking anything. Well, you know, we live in the valley. The allergies are really bad. I want to tell you something. There was a couple years ago. Actually, I think we were staying with, it's when we were staying with Hope and Lupe before we got into our house. And man, I was just, you know, I grew up in the valley and I always had tissue everywhere. Well, I didn't know that I had allergies. I had no clue that that's what it was until I got older and I go, you know, I'm under, that's what that is. You know, why? Because my parents never talked about sickness and disease. They never talked about allergies. I had no clue. I'm just like, man, I was blowing my nose all the time. What's going on, you know? And we were staying, I think it's when we were staying with Hope and Lupe. And here I am taking my allergy pill. And if you take an allergy pill, that's okay. This was just for me. I'm like, I am tired of this. I'm, I mean, I really got fed up. I said, I'm tired of taking the stinking allergy pill. Praise God that they work, I'm just saying. But I just didn't want to keep taking it at that point and um i was like i'm done i mean this is a little thing and boom i take it it's gone it's great but i'm like i don't know for me i just didn't want to keep taking it that was just me and so i'm like i'm done with this i take my authority over these allergies you go in jesus name i thank you father i am healed and whole and i just started believing god and i would just thank him thank you father thank you father i am healed Thank you, Jesus, my body is whole. And I just started thanking God for his healing. And any time those would try and come, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. I'm redeemed from the curse. Because, you know, allergies are under the curse. Sickness and disease is under the curse. Galatians 3.13 says he has redeemed us from the curse. He paid the price. You know, and so I just believe God. And I tell you, they went. I'm like, I'm redeemed from this. I'm redeemed. But you know what? I had to take my authority. Yeah. They don't just go away. Yeah. You know, and you can do the same thing for a headache. Start off with the little things. Start off with the little things. Now, don't start off on your kids. Pra- I'm going to practice this. You're not going to take any medicine. I'm going to believe God that you're healed. You know, don't practice on your kids. You know, practice on yourself, you know. I mean, we want our kids to be, you know, free from pain. I mean, you know, but I'm just saying, however the Lord leads you. But I'm just, that's an example, though, of where I took my authority in my life. I took my authority. Right? Praise God. So he said here, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. There's some things. I bind you, stinking devil. I bind allergies. Bind it up. It's improper. It's unlawful. You're a child of the covenant. You've got a covenant with God devil can't touch you you know that song can't touch this can't touch this 
Can't touch this, right? You got to be like that with the devil. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Can't touch this house. Can't touch this marriage. Can't touch this marriage. So you got to fight. You got to fight for your marriage. Can't touch this marriage. Can't touch my kids. Can't touch this. This house, we're untouchable. We're untouchable. You are untouchable. Devil cannot touch you. Amen. Now, don't give him a place to touch you. You know, you can open the door. Look, you know, we're untouchable. But you open the door, you get in strife. Uh Uh-oh, you open the door. Or you open the door, got out of love. Open the door, you didn't forgive. You're you're, You're still bitter. You're still talking about what they did to you. They didn't do it right. They should have done this. Right? Well, now, are you untouchable now? Or do you open a door? Because if you're trying to keep the enemy out, you know when we go into lockdown, right, Tom? When we go into lockdown on a school district, what happens? The whole school locks all the doors. Lights go out. If they have blinds, they close them. Everyone gets quiet. It's called a lockdown. No one can get in one single door. And then the administrators walk around, and they'll be all... They all knock on the door. They want to see, will you open it? Will you open the door? And they tell you, when we knock on the door, don't open it. You know, some teacher's like, what do you want? You're not supposed to open the door. This is a lockdown drill, right? It's the same thing with God and in the spirit. You know, you are on lockdown. You are not allowing the enemy to come in. But he'll come and knock him. He'll be like, hey, why don't you let some unforgiveness in? Hey, why don't you start gossiping? Hey, why don't you, uh, why don't you, uh, you know, start messing with things you shouldn't be messing with? Listening to things you shouldn't be listening to. Saying things you shouldn't be saying. That'll open the door real fast. Saying things you shouldn't be saying. Come on, yeah, not talking nice about people. Mm-hmm. There's the go. The door opens. You go, Wait, you're on lockdown. Close it back up. And if you've done those things, say, Lord, forgive me. Because you want to keep all the doors closed to the enemy. Say all the doors. Amen. So, and then he says, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Right? What do we need loosed on this earth? We need a lot of things loosed on this earth. Amen. Healing is loosed in my body. Healing is flowing in my body. You declare that. I loose the power of God. Loose the power of God to go to work in your body. I loose my finances. You be loosed. Speak to them. Finances, you be loosed in Jesus' name. And devil, I bind you. This is how I do it. Devil, first I bind the devil. Devil, I bind you from touching my finances. Now, then I say, loose my finances and let them go. So first I bind them. And then I loose Tell them to loose my finances. In other words, let them go. And then I say, angels, go forth. Go get my finances. Go get that increase. Go get those avenues of revenue. Whatever you need, right? But he's given you the authority to do it. You know, I love the story of one minister. He said he had a vision of Jesus. And Jesus was talking to him. And all of a sudden, he saw two little monkeys. Uh, was it one or two? I can't remember. Little monkey-like imps, he said. They were demons. And they were just jumping all around and they were talking. And he said, I couldn't hear what Jesus was saying. And I kept thinking, Jesus, tell them to go. They were like little demons. And so that Jesus kept talking. 
And he was like, I was trying to listen. I couldn't. And, and I finally said, I got, I was just thinking, man, I don't understand why Jesus isn't telling them to go. I cannot hear what Jesus is saying. And finally, he said, you go in Jesus' name. The minister, he said, and he said, when he did, they covered their ears and they squirmed on out. And all of a sudden, he could hear Jesus. And he said, Jesus, why didn't you tell them to go? And Jesus said, I couldn't. I couldn't. And he said, no, no, Jesus, you mean you wouldn't. You could, but you wouldn't. And Jesus said, no, I couldn't. And the minister said, I'm going to need a couple scriptures to back that up. I need at least two or three. And I think Jesus said, I'll give you four. I'll give you four. And one of the scriptures he gave him, I believe, was resist the devil and he will flee. It doesn't say ask Jesus to resist the devil. It doesn't say ask your pastor to resist the devil, which we can. But I'm just saying the Bible says you resist the devil and he will flee. And so that was one of the verses I believe. And he gave him like Jesus showed him three more verses. But God has given us the authority. So River Church, rise up. Take your authority over the devil. Take your authority over things that you think are normal in life. They are not normal. Things that the doctor says is normal, your banker says is normal. You know what? God's called us to live a supernatural life, a life of abundance. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. The Amplified says, and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. An abundant life is what God has for us. But we have to take it. We ha and we take it with our words. We take it by taking our authority. Amen. We're going to look at one more verse here. Um, let's look at Matthew eleven twelve. Praise God. You know, it's good to always have these verses in front of you. And know, what is God saying to me? Amen. Matthew eleven twelve. 11, 12. So just go back a couple pages. Praise God. says in Matthew eleven twelve, and from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffers violence but the violent take it by force the violent take it by force the Amplified says as a precious prize as a precious prize a share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion it's going to take us exerting ourselves <laughs> taking our authority taking what belongs to us it says the violent takes it by force we take what god has offered us in his heavenly kingdom we take it as a precious prize god's healing is a precious it's already been provided for you um, abundance has already been provided for you Healing, health, restoration, deliverance. It's been provided for you, but you take it by force. How do you take it? With your words, with your mouth, by taking your authority over the enemy. Telling him, I resist you, devil. You get out in Jesus' name. You can't touch my life. When he comes with those thoughts, don't even try. He'll come, with, he'll come into your thought life and try and show you the worst scenario. You know, I always think the devil, he can really play out a whole movie if you'll let him, of your life. And you see 
Man, things aren't going good. I mean, I, I think it's going this way. You know, and the, you, you have this like really bad movie and it has a bad ending of you at the end. And what happened? You were just like, I know, I just can't believe this is happening. And all of a sudden, you know, it's gonna, and I bet this is gonna happen next. And you have the worst uh, scenario playing of what is gonna happen in your life because you've allowed the enemy to come into your thought life. Even with those little things, he'll play movies in your mind. <laughs> He's the he he he's creative too. He's creative too. He's creative. He'll give you ideas. You know, you'll walk drive by drive by a cemetery and go, hmm, how long do you think you're gonna live? Oh, you're gonna be over there soon. I mean, he'll just he'll lie. Just little things like that. He'll pop up, say things. You've got to take your devil, you're a liar, and you better answer it right away. Devil, you're a liar, I bind that lie. He promises me a long life. With long life will he satisfy me and show me his salvation. Amen. You know, and I and I'm not just saying this and that. Well, you know, that's because you've never been really sick and da da da. Listen, I tell you, there have been times I've been leaning over the toilet, shall I say, and I'm still speaking the word. By his stripes I'm healed. Mm, by his stripes I'm healed. I'm just speaking the word right in the middle of it. It's been a long, very, very long time. That's right. It has been a long time. But I still, my whole point is, you still speak the word in the face of the circumstances not just when things are going good it's when you're in the middle of it that's when the devil comes and tries to tell you see it's not working and here you are sick here you are with symptoms oh no it's working the word works it doesn't matter what my body does how it responds by his stripes i am healed body you line up i speak to you body see i speak to my body I speak to you, body. You line up with the word of God. Organs, you function perfectly how God created you to function in Jesus' name. And you just start speaking to your body. Eyes, you be whole in Jesus' name. Come on. Mouth. Mouth. I guard my mouth. I'm only going to speak right words. I mean, you got to talk to yourself. You've got to talk to things. You've got to take your authority over the devil. Don't think, well, headaches are normal. Allergies are normal. No, they're not. They're from the devil. Well, we live in the valley. We do live in the valley. But you can live in this area and be free. Be free. We can be free. And we can always be freer. Whatever you put up with, God will allow. And if you have allergies, hey, I've been there. Been there, done that. It's okay if you want to live like that. But if you want to be free, you can be free. You can be free, and it feels good to be free. Man, when you start to know God healed you. You know, he took every allergy on the cross. When he was on the cross, he took every sickness. He was on that cross. Cancer was on him. Leukemia was on him. Sore throats, migraines, headaches, autism, uh, intellectual disabilities, whatever, whatever term they try and put on you or your child. All those things, they were on Jesus. They were on Jesus. He took it. He had all of those that he went through. Why? So we wouldn't have to. And on that cross, he healed us. 2,000 years ago, he healed us. And we just have to take our authority and take what belongs to us. And you've got to take it with a violent force. You've got to exert your, your mouth, fill yourself up with the word, you're feeding on the word, and you just take your authority. And you resist the devil when he comes in. Tell him, you get out of here. I love the story of Norval Hayes. You know, his daughter had warts all over her body. 
all over her body. And um, the Lord said to him, and she was, I want to say, it sounded like she was in her teens. And the Lord said to him, how long are you going to put up with, it, with that? What do you mean, Lord? He said, how long are you going to put up with that? And he realized that he hadn't taken his authority like he should. Because she was his daughter, he could take his authority. And he did take his authority. And I love what he said. He said, I didn't know when they would leave, but I knew they'd leave. I didn't know when they would leave, but I knew that they would leave. She couldn't even wear a dress. She had warts all over her hands. I mean, I think he said like 90-something, or I don't, can't remember the exact number, warts all over. You know, that's not fun for anybody. But I love what he said. He took his authority and said, I didn't know when they would leave, but I knew they'd leave. And one day, he said, and he goes, this wasn't a process where they just disappeared slowly, which that can happen in healing. You can have a progressive healing. But he said, she woke up one morning, and they were all gone in an instant. In an instant. What did he do? He took his authority. It's the power of God. You know, the Bible says in 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in you. Amen. Greater is he that it's in you. It's not you. It's God's power in you. It's God's power working through you. But you have to release his power. And you release it with his words in your mouth. To be free. To be whole. Praise God. Take your authority. Take what belongs to you. There's so much. Amen. That's why I say, Lord, we have our building. Amen. Now I'm going to ask you a trick question, okay? How many of you are praying for our building? You still praying for our building? I told you it was a trick question. We're rejoicing. See, because here's, I love what Kenneth Hagin says. He said a lot of you, he goes, I've seen, I've seen churches, I've seen people, they'll pray for healing, right? And they'll pray over the person. The person will come up. They'll pray for healing. And then um, he tells a story about one, one person who was sick. And they went back, and the person started getting better. So they came back, and they said, the person got better. Jesus touched the person. Now we need to pray for the person to be healed. And he said, he said I didn't say anything because he was in another church. But he said, that wasn't right. We already prayed for that person to be healed. But they didn't believe. Well, they, well, no, Jesus just touched them. We need to pray that he's healed. But he, he said, we already had prayed the night before. So they came back, and they prayed again. Because now they opened up the door to the doubt and unbelief. Because what they should have been doing is thanking God that it was already done. He tells a story of another person, and they, nope, we just, we thanked God. We prayed once. And after you pray once, you're taking your authority, right? From then on out, you thank God. Thank you, Father, it's done. Thank you, Father, my body's healed. I already prayed the power of God. You know, you can lay hands on yourself. Power of God went in, and from here on out, I thank God, it's done. There's a thankfulness. There's a praising. There's a rejoicing. You're rejoicing it in. You're thanking God that it's done. And when it comes, you're not surprised. It's not like, woohoo! no, because I've already been rejoicing. So are we still praying for our building? No. We are thanking God for our building. Are you still praying for your healing? No. no, unless you haven't prayed yet. Maybe you haven't prayed yet and you need to pray. First we pray, 
in the name of Jesus. You always pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Why? Because there's power in the name. And everything must bow its knee to the name of Jesus. So you pray in the name of Jesus. You, you ask him, I thank you, Father. You healed me. As a matter of fact, even when, in praying for healing, I take it more than I pray it. I say it more than I pray. Father, you said by your stripes I was healed. If I was, then I am. I thank you, Father. I am healed. And I take my healing. And from here on out, I thank you, Father. It's done. And I've done that in the spite of symptoms. I've done it with our finances when I had nothing. I thank you, Father. You meet all my needs. I'm not looking at what I see or what I feel. Father, you said you are the supplier and money always comes. And you just thank God for it. Amen. So we are thanking God for our building. Amen. It comes. We have it. We believe we receive it. We're thanking him for it. He said the perfect building, the right location, right on time. We'll move into it. Hallelujah. So I rejoice it in. So you have to rejoice in whatever you're believing God for. Amen. But close the door. Faith works by love. Some of you have been believing God for things. I always, Pastor Marcus, always go back. We say, is there, is there a gap? Do we have a door open? If we're not getting answers to our prayers, we don't ask God, why aren't we getting an answer to our prayer? We ask, where, where, where are we missing it? We're missing it somewhere if our prayers aren't getting answered. Do we need to rejoice more? Are we walking in love? Did we, are we holding unforgiveness towards somebody? That's an open door. That's an open door. Check your heart. You know, I, I got to go real deep. You don't have to go deep. Is there something that you have, somebody you haven't forgiven? You know, don't get into this weird, you know, you got to go deep. And figure, there's something way down deep in there you didn't even know. You know, don't get all flaky and weird because it's out there. People are like, you know, I didn't know. Here's the thing. Mm. I didn't know it was way down deep in there. You know, it probably wasn't even bothering you. You didn't even know about it. I'm talking about when something bugs you, you know it. You don't have to go way down deep. You're not going deep. You're just like, you know what? I have unforgiveness in my heart. Yeah. Every time I see that person, I want to like go the other way. Well, you got unforgiveness in your heart then. Unforgiveness. Every time I see him, I turn. Then there's something wrong. I'm just saying. You got to get rid of it. Close the door. Close the door. You know what I used to do when that would try and get on me? Because, oh, he used to try and get on me all the time. I go, mm mm. Let me go right up to them. How are you doing? I love you. Good to see you. In the store. Yeah, not you. I'm talking about anybody. You've got to fight. That's one way you fight the enemy. You fight the flesh. You, you oppose it. Oh, you're not telling me how to feel. You're not telling me how to feel towards somebody else, devil. I'm, doing, I'm a doer of the word. I walk in love. And even if you have to make yourself, hey, how you doing? Love you. And you may say it out of faith, but when you say it, the love of God, boom, the power of God, it comes. It comes. So close the door to the enemy. Make sure all the doors are closed. Make sure all the gaps are closed. Talking bad about somebody? How about this? You're thinking bad? You're thinking bad? Thinking bad about your spouse? There they go again. Uh-oh, you're thinking wrong. Thinking wrong. Close the door. You have to ask, that's not walking in love. Close the door to the enemy. I'm not going to think that way. No. And you, how do you do that? How do you close the door to the enemy when it's a thought? You have to answer back. Yeah. No, they're not doing anything. I love them. I bless them. That's, right. yeah. That's my spouse. Come on. 
Nothing can separate us. Because I'll tell you what comes to try and separate you first. Thoughts. Thoughts. Why they don't do nothing right. And I don't know why the hen hen. What's wrong with them? And they could only be like so-and-so on TV. You mean the fake person? You mean the one that's not real? The one that's acting? They're an actor? Are you on the soap opera? I'm telling you, no. On the novellas? No. No, no, no. So close the door to the enemy. Take your authority. And from then on out, praise God that it's done. Amen? Is God in control? No. No. You're the one who has to take your authority. He has given you his power and his authority, and you take it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the service today, Lord.